Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And we are here to talk about the new movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This is the fifth entry in the Indiana Jones series. Uh, the last one was Kingdom of Crystal Skull from 2008. That saw Indiana find out he had a son called Mutt, played by Shia LaBeouf. Um, he also reconnected with Marion Ravenwood, who was uh, his romantic interest from the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first movie. Um, so when this film opens, Dial of Destiny, we discover that Indiana is living on his own in an apartment in New York City in 1969. Marion's left him. They're getting a divorce. We, we find out in the middle of the movie the fate that has befallen Mutt. <laughs> um, and so he's, and he's retiring. So it's pretty sad. Uh, but then we find out that the daughter of Indiana's friend Basil, who we see in the very opening sequence, uh, she's played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She comes uh, asking about this dial that Archimedes made, and it supposedly has these special powers or could do time travel or whatever. Um, so that's the MacGuffin of this movie. Uh, everyone's after it. Indiana wants to keep it safe and secure. Um, Basil's daughter wants to um, like basically sell it to the highest bidder. And then Mads Mikkelsen is up in this movie as a former Nazi who uh, Indiana Jones actually encountered back in uh, the 1940s. Uh, and he is wanting the dial because he wants to go back in time and affect things so that uh, Germany wins World War II. A lot going on in the movie. <laughs> That's your, your, your basic setup for it. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of it? Yeah, so I, I enjoyed this uh final entry of uh, Indiana Jones and, and Harrison Ford. Um, I'm a big fan of the franchise. I have been since I was little. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite films of all time. It's a great uh, uh, franchise uh, by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Um, they did the uh, previous four films. Spielberg directed all four and George Lucas helped produce and write the stories. Um, so this was the first movie that they were not directing and um, writing. They were ultimately just executive producers, and uh, Spielberg passed on the mantle to James Mangold, who directed uh, 2017's Logan and 2019 Ford and Ferrari. Um, he's a good director. Um, I was a little little worried because you know you have all four films, and then you come into the last film, or the fifth one of the series, and it's somebody completely different that hasn't done it since. 1980s till now um but i thought he did a pretty good job obviously i missed a little bit of spielberg's you know magic or flair throughout the film but I, overall i thought he very much brought his own spin to it and his own um kind of uh honor of the franchise and the spirit of the franchise i thought he did a did a good job um, um directing it um harrison ford uh probably you know 80, 80 years old now um is probably one of his strongest performances in the franchise he did a very good job acting in it um he's a great actor um yeah it was just it was a lot of fun um i i really enjoyed it it had flaws obviously it wasn't perfect or you know like completely polished but um it's hard to to come in comparison to 
films like Raiders or even The Last Crusade. Those are some top tier <laughs> movies right there. So this in its own right was a very fun um, Indiana Jones adventure. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a fun action adventure, and even though it doesn't have the direct involvement of Spielberg or Lucas, it um, it feels like an Indiana Jones movie. Um, it doesn't, like you mentioned, it doesn't reach the heights of Raiders of the Lost Ark or The Last Crusade. I I have vivid memories of watching both of those films. Um, the first one actually had a drive-in when it came out, and then. Um, Last Crusade is one of my favorite movie-going experiences because I, I can vividly remember just feeling the thrill of adventure and excitement in that movie. This doesn't quite reach that level. I, I never had that same feeling. Um, I'm also a lot older now, so sometimes I have to factor that in. Maybe I'm just not as easily easily thrilled as I once was, but um, I still had a good time. And Harrison Ford is is a wonderful actor, and he's really good in this Um it's a different feel, right? I mean, he's 80 years old. He's not the, you know, young um, adventure hero that he once was. He's an old adventure hero now. And it just, it, what he is able to do in the movie uh, and what the movie has him do is different this time around. And I don't know, that's just kind of part of the, the journey, right? Um, he's, a, he's an older man now. And so the story is a little different. And I'm, a, I'm on board with that. So I had a good time with it. Yeah, I like this movie overall in spite of itself. Um, it's just a movie that, in my opinion, doesn't need to exist. And, you know, some people like to argue, well, no movie needs to exist, <laughs> but whatever. You know, uh, but no, I mean, I was fine after Last Crusade. Last Crusade is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but, you know, they came back, they went back to the well again with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which, you know, is not a terrible movie. But it ain't all that good either, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and at least in the, in, you know, compared to the first three. Um, but this one I think is better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think uh, Harrison Ford, for one thing, I feel like he, I don't know, I didn't feel like he brought, he didn't bring his A game to Crystal Skull, but he's bringing it more this time. Um, he, he's, he's good in this. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge, who, her character's name is Helena. Um, I didn't like her character so much. Uh, she's pretty cocky, pretty arrogant. That said, as the film goes along, she does have a bit of an arc. She does, uh, you know, become, become a bit more of a caring person. Uh, and, and, you know, also she, Indiana Jones, I mean, he, you know, she helps him or she kind of puts him in his place sometimes. And then, he sometimes puts her in her place, right? Because there's things that they, you know, that they kind of, in a way, make a good team because they sort of uh, buffer each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, so yeah, I, I I was fine with that dynamic, and um, the movie has, doesn't really let up. I mean, this is one of those experiences where you know, at least once during a movie, I used to have to get up and go pee, and. <laughs> This one, I mean, I did, but I hated doing it because there's just every, every scene, there's just stuff happening. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't want to miss it. So, yeah, it's good in that regard. Uh, where I would ding it at is it's got some, it's really reliant on CGI. It's really super reliant. And I know we're in 2023 now, and it's not the 1980s anymore. <laughs> 
that said, the first three Indiana Jones movies were from the 80s. And production were just different then. And those movies, as a result, felt very tactile. You know, um, you know stuff was real, right? Uh, or seemed real. And in this movie, I mean, you're watching CGI Fest, you know, <laughs> extravaganza. And it doesn't feel, I mean, it, it loses some of the weight, right, uh, that the, the original ones had. Um, and ultimately, I had some issues with the editing as well. There's some really in, weird, um, I don't know, like, li- and, and this is not something I normally pay attention to because you shouldn't be paying attention to it. But there were like scenes where in, 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 like, in the same scene, you know, and it's an action scene, there's a certain character in one spot and then it switches camera angles and like that character's just gone. Hmm. Or characters switch around. And so I don't know what was going on there. Um, but stuff like that. So that, that bothered me uh, a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. It has, it, certainly like Ryan mentioned, I mean, it has flaws. Um, but in spite of those flaws, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good summer adventure film. And it's one I would go see again. Like if somebody who hasn't seen it was like, hey, Matt, you want to come with me? I know you've seen it, but you want to come with me and see Dial of Destiny again? I would probably say, yeah. I can't say that about every movie I've seen in the last few months. <laughs> like if somebody said, hey, Matt, do you want to see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania again? I'm like, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> or even The Flash. I mean, The Flash wasn't terrible, but I, I probably don't care to go back and see that film. Yeah. This one... I'd see it again. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with the, the CGI. Um, that's something that um, uh, that I wish they didn't do as much, uh, even from the fourth one. Um, Spielberg went a little, you know, more CGI territory with that one, and it kind of, you know, can kind of take you out of um, it a little bit um, when comparing to the previous three from the 80s that were very much more practical um, effects and action sequences um, they just feel more real um, the action sequences in Dial of Destiny are, are good they're fun um, but you can notice the CGI in certain areas and the editing on top of that is a little little uh, strange in certain places too uh, it was just a little messy um, something I did like um, I don't know a lot of people some people have been kind of hot and cold on this I've seen is I actually, I liked the digital de-aging in the beginning with a young Harrison Ford. I thought that was very well done. It was a little strange, though, because you could tell that Harrison Ford's voice was an 80-year-old man <laughs> and like a 30-year-old body. Um, so it added a bit of an Irishman feel to it. Um, but I got used to it, and it wasn't terrible. Um, so, you know, they did a really good job on wanting to show a flashback while using you know that type of technology um and i'm okay with digital de-aging as long as that actor is still alive <laughs> um i have a whole other beef if that's if that's not the case um <laughs> uh something that i also also seen is i i liked i enjoyed the the third act um you know it, it was uh, I, I rolled with it um i knew it was probably going to get kind of all the indiana jones movies have gone into kind of a, a, a goofy territory especially the fourth one that dealt with aliens. So, <laughs> um, but you know, the first three, you had, um, Ark of the Covenant, melt people's faces off. Um, 
a typical doom, a, a guy rips out a guy's heart through voodoo, and uh, Last Crusade is you can live uh, eternity through the Holy Grail. So they're all kind of, you know, they're silly. Um, you know, they're not by any means believable. Um, and so them doing what they did in the third act without spoiling it, um, you know, it, it did not surprise me. And I kind of had a feeling they were going to go in that territory, um, and they did. Um, and I, I thought it was kind of fun, and I enjoyed that direction that they went with it. Um, I thought, you know, why not, you know, might as well go, go all out like that in, in this film um, when you're playing with time travel and all that. Um, but overall, overall um, it, yeah, it's a fun film. Like like Matt said, if uh, somebody asked me, hey, do you want to go see it? I'd say, yeah, I'll go see it again with you. Because um, I, I really did have a good time and, and I really enjoyed it. Um, as of right now, uh, Glennis, uh, she came out and said, that's my favorite film that I've watched this year. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> she, really, she really had, she had, I think, even more of a fun time than I did. So it, it's a good movie. Um, and if you like Indiana Jones, um, uh, I think you, think you will enjoy this. Yeah, I agree with you about the third act. I think that's definitely the the strongest part of the film. I mean, up to then, it's pretty standard Indiana Jones stuff. Um, and the third act is pretty is kind of standard too, because you're right, they do go in in weird directions. But um, I thought this one was particularly interesting and ex- and exciting, and definitely the highlight of the movie. Um, I have to disagree with the de aging effects. I was I was constantly distracted by it, and I think a lot of times. It was done really well. I mean, it was very convincing sometimes, but then it was not convincing at other times. And that, that really took me out of, of the movie. And even when it was convincing, I was sitting there thinking, oh, that is really convincing, rather than watching mm-hmm. the action scene unfold and being more invested in it. I guess maybe you know the technology is still new enough that when I see it, I'm constantly thinking of that instead of the story. Um, so I, that detracts from the experience a little bit for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I would concur. the The third act is 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 fun. I think it, it worked for me. Uh, as far as the de aging goes, you know, I, I I'm sort of wavering on it. I think it looked fine in certain parts, but then it didn't look as convincing in other parts. It's miles ahead of um, what they did to Peter Cushing in Rogue <laughs> One. It's miles better than that. Um, that said. I, I'm on the fence because I'm not sure that whole first, and it's 20 minutes long, that opening act that's set in the 1940s. I'm not sure that's necessary. Now, you could argue on the one hand that it's the setup for the rest of the film, and in a way it is. Could you have set it up a different way without doing that? Yes. And I also wonder if they were concerned because Harrison Ford's 80 years old now, and this is set in the 60s, almost 1970. They haven't set Indiana Jones this, that time period before. And I almost wonder whether they were hedging their bets and were like, well, you know, we better give people something that they're familiar with as far as like the look and feel of the old Indiana Jones movies. So mm-hmm. here's this 20 minute CGI fest of de-aging <laughs> and gauging and, and what, um, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe they just literally did it for the setup. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah, what would you give it out of ten, Ryan? Uh, it gets a seven point eight for me. Okay, I give it a seven, Ashley. I also give it a seven. All right, so then our score is a seven point three. It's on the tomato meter. Critics uh, scores a fresh sixty eight percent, and audience scores eighty eight percent. That's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. 
Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening. Bye.